You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report podcast. All right, welcome to the Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. I'm Imogen. And I'm Lauren. And we are rounding up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and talked about at Course Report in October. What are we gonna chat about today, y'all? Well, we'll talk about two acquisitions and a $14 million fundraise. There are also a couple of really interesting partnerships between boot camps and universities. And a new free cybersecurity boot camp in New York City. We'll dig into Bloomberg article about retraining the U.S. workforce and how boot camps could be a part of that. Plus, we're going to cover the Waz U controversy. Dun, dun, dun. And we've got a podcast and a book to add to your playlist or book club or whatever list you have running. But before we get started on news, I think we have a few people to congratulate. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, first, a happy fifth birthday to Lighthouse Labs. Yay! Yay! <laughs> happy birthday! And congrats to Burlington Code Academy's 12-week boot camp, which won the Startup Award at the Vermont Tech Jam in October. Awards are given annually by Vermont Technology Alliance, BTV Ignite, and Seven Days. Yay! Yay! And then congrats to the president of Suncoast Developers Guild, Tony Warren, who was named in the Business Observer Florida's 40 Under 40 list. Before this role, Tony was the St. Petersburg campus director for the Iron Yard, a coding bootcamp which has closed down. And I actually spoke to her for a campus spotlight a little while ago, and she is awesome. Yay! Yay, go Tony. Tony. And also a huge congratulations to our coworker James, who just welcomed a new baby on October 30th. Yay! Yay. Congrats, James! <laughs> and one more piece of news. This is going to be Lauren's last Course Report podcast with us. She's moving on at the end of the month. Um, Lauren, we'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, but do you want to kick off the podcast? Yes, I'm going to miss you guys too. And I would love to kick off the podcast. So first up, we have had some exciting acquisitions and fundraisers in the bootcamp space. Liz, which company did Trilogy just acquire? Yeah, Ed Surge reported on this in early October. Trilogy actually acquired two companies this month. One was JobTrack, which is a career services platform. And the other, which is maybe more relevant to this podcast, is the Firehose Project. So you may know the Firehose Project already. They're an online mentored boot camp. The CEO of Trilogy, Dan Summer, says that Firehose's technology and mentor network will be integrated into Trilogy Education's platform, curricula, and student services. So I I think we can expect to see new online courses from Trilogy and maybe some more uniform career services from those acquisitions. Awesome. And then I read about another acquisition. The company which owns the software guild, Learning House, was acquired by Wiley Publishing. You probably know Wiley Publishing as a publisher of the Four Dummies book series, but it also has an educational services arm which consults on program development for higher education. 
So General Manager of Wiley Educational Services, Matt Hillman, told the Courier-Journal that Wiley was attracted to Learning House's talent and teams and hopes this partnership will allow them to expand their offerings to college undergraduates, projecting about $200 million in combined annual revenue, serving 60 universities and more than 800 online graduate and undergraduate degree programs. The Software Guild already partners with various universities like Baker University and the University of Georgia, so this partnership will just expand those partnerships. And surprise, in October, WeWork did not acquire another coding bootcamp, <laughs> but Forbes did do an overview of WeWork's push into the education sector. They mentioned Flatiron School, Mission U, and 2U. Michael Horn wrote that piece. So if you're at all interested in how WeWork's move into education may change the online education game, I recommend reading that one. An Ed Search reported that Lambda School, the 30-week online software encoding school, has raised $14 million in a Series A round led by GV. Uh, Stripe also contributed, which means that the total amount raised was actually $18.1 million. San Francisco, California-based Lambda School plans to use these funds to add a new course offering, um, and they also want to grow the school to enroll more students. Currently, they have around 700 students enrolled. And just a reminder, Lambda School offers income share agreements or the option to defer tuition payments until students find a job, so congrats on that new funding. And then the New York Times reports that actress Priyanka Chopra has invested in Holburton School, a two-year coding school in San Francisco. The article does not disclose how much she invested, but reports her contribution is part of an $8.2 million round of funding that closed in April. Priyanka recently took a tour of the school and expressed her hopes to help change the gender disparity in the tech industry. But Priyanka is not the only celebrity to show interest in the school. Musical performer Neo invested in Holburton earlier this year, and the Times reports that applications from underrepresented minorities have now increased. Amazing. I love when celebs get into the boot camp game. We've got Carly Kloss, Priyanka Chopra, Neo. It's a pretty uh, star-studded world. Yeah. And next up, journalists from Forbes to American Inno did profiles of a bunch of boot camps in October. Lauren, tell us about that piece on Codium College. Yeah, Forbes profiled Corinne Vigru, founder of Codium College, a free coding school in Amsterdam. Um, Vigru also founded TomTom, which is the map and navigation platform. So Vigru launched Codam College because she saw a growing divide between the haves and the have-nots in society. And she experienced firsthand the difficulties of finding talented coders for TomTom. The philanthropist has already founded the Safrani Foundation to back educational programs in 2008. Um, and Codam College was the logical next step. And which is why she created the school. Forbes also highlights Germany's Raffaello Rain, who was a global venture development manager at the world's largest incubator, Rocket Internet, before she started online education business Career Foundry. Career Foundry is also it's a Berlin-based education startup offering UX, UI design, and web development courses. And an American Inno reporter went to a Flatiron School Beginners Workshop and wrote about her experience for American Inno. Madison Hogan was the author of this. She went to a workshop called Build a Website in Two Hours, a free intro to front end. It was taught by Flatiron's co-founder and Dean Avi Flumbaum. 
And so what was her verdict? Did she like the course? Yeah, well, Madison is definitely a beginner, uh, which I feel like a lot of the people taking that intro class would be beginners. But she says that she learned the difference between HTML and JavaScript and that coding isn't as boring as it sounds. Um, So this was kind of a cute piece. It was fun. But in all seriousness, we always recommend that if you are a beginner, you should definitely go to those free workshops before you choose a boot camp. It's a great way to test out the classroom. And then the bold italic looks at how in recent years, there has been a lot of talk about diversity and inclusion in tech, but not a lot of results. However, coding bootcamp initiatives like Tectonica and Hackbyte Academy are specifically focusing on getting more women into tech. Reporter Mel Burke speaks to Tectonica founder Michelle Glauser and looks at how the nonprofit bootcamp recruits Bay Area women and non-binary people and partners with tech companies to sponsor their training to become full-stack developers. The course is free for participants, and Michelle says that's important because addressing financial barriers is necessary to bring diverse people into the tech sphere. The reporter also talks to graduate Vivian San, who was recently placed in a job at Redfin, and found Tectonica to be a community that it felt safe to learn in and engage with each other. E-Learning Inside profiled Social Hackers Academy, an Athens, Greece-based coding bootcamp for migrants, asylum seekers, and out-of-work individuals to train for tech jobs. Social Hackers Academy has trained 22 junior developers and has expanded classes to include instruction in WordPress, along with other basic digital skills. This piece covers the challenges of connecting refugees with work in tech and how Social Hackers Academy has launched a crowdfunding campaign with the hopes of generating another 12 months of runway for operating these tech courses. So definitely check that out. And next up, we're going to talk about coding boot camps and colleges. One of the big themes we saw in the news this month was the focus on colleges teaming up with boot camps, as well as the debate between getting a CS degree or going to coding boot camp. Liz, you spoke to the Wall Street Journal about this, right? I did. I talked to Melissa Korn from the Wall Street Journal earlier this month as she was writing this article. This one is behind a paywall, but here's the rundown. Um, Melissa writes about this trend in higher education where colleges and boot camps are teaming up to offer a more well-rounded education to students. She mentions Trilogy Education, of course. I think that's the one that we all kind of think of. They partner with a few dozen universities, But they don't offer class credit, and they're typically just partnering with the continuing education departments at those schools. But then she gives another example, which is really interesting, between Dominican University of California and San Francisco-based coding program Make School. They're offering a computer science course that's taught by Make School instructors, and then humanities courses are going to be taught by Dominican University. So in the past, when we see like universities and boot camps partner, we don't generally see that they can offer class credit or or things like that. But with the Make School Dominican partnership, Make School is able to offer a new bachelor's degree and they'll expect to have an independent accredited three-year degree program within five years. And in that same time frame, Dominican expects to have its own computer science minor. So some nice like synergy between a boot camp and a university. And speaking of Trilogy, Technically Philly recently profiled a couple of students from the LPS bootcamp at the University of Pennsylvania, which is a Trilogy bootcamp. They profiled students at a networking event, which was Technically's Network Suburbs event. This event matched 21 companies with both passive and active job seekers at the e-commerce company's headquarters, and students shared what types of tech jobs they were actually looking for. 
Because boot campers are switching careers and still learning, many are looking for companies who are invested in their employees and have opportunities for more trainings and opportunities for them to grow their knowledge. And then a number of publications, including TechCrunch and Cranes New York, report that the New York City Economic Development Corporation is partnering with Full Stack Academy, a coding boot camp, and LaGuardia Community College to launch a cyber boot camp to increase the number of cybersecurity professionals in New York City. The boot camp is part of an initiative called Cyber NYC and consists of a $30 million catalyzing investment designed to grow the city's ecosystem and infrastructure for cybersecurity. With the rise of cybercrime and the fact New York is such a hub for the financial industry, the city felt it was important to invest in protecting those companies. LaGuardia College will offer a six-week prep course covering the basics of cybersecurity software and terminology to prepare students to attend the cyber boot camp led by Full Stack Academy with a goal to place more than 1,000 students in jobs over three years. So cool. It's always neat to see when the city is like investing in future jobs. It's very neat. So can't wait to see who actually graduates from that program. And here's a book that is now on my reading list. Inside Higher Ed profiled Ryan Craig's new book about alternatives to college. It's called A New You, Faster and Cheaper Alternatives to College appropriate. Of course, we know that he talks about the thread of disruption coming from college MVPs, which is what he calls programs like coding boot camps, apprenticeships, and even staffing firms that are threatening universities. And Ryan gives a lot of advice to universities. We may need to do a book club to go through all of these. But one I liked was his suggestion to share financial risk with students, risk sharing mechanisms like money back job guarantees and income share agreements are increasingly common in uh, schools like Holberton School and other coding boot camps. And uh, Ryan suggests that universities kind of take a page out of the book of, of those boot camps. So can't wait to read that one. A post sponsored by PwC in The Guardian profiled a Lewagon grad who started her own business and compares her experience to a computer science degree graduate. So Clarissa Boyce, founder of a web design company, Mouse Code, came to coding from a career in public relations. She learned to code at Lewagon in London, and she stated, it was the toughest but the most rewarding challenge I've ever I've undertaken. You can't lose concentration for a moment because there's a new topic every day. And then on the other hand, this post talks about Adiba, who took a more traditional route to her tech role. She is an Android engineer at ASOS and a mentor at Witty Careers, who graduated from UCL with a computer science bachelor's degree. And she stated, My degree, we did a bit of coding, but that doesn't prepare you for a career as a coder. So there's a gap between when you graduate and when you're looking for a job. So this was a really interesting piece on comparing the boot camp versus college experience. And then an inside sources opinion piece looks at the role coding boot camps are playing in filling the demand for tech skills. Brendan Flanagan looks at how everything people do is becoming more and more digitized and talks about how coding boot camps cost a fraction of a four-year college degree and can serve as a pathway to success for many people. He cites course report stats and looks at how coding boot camps are now located in 44 states, not just in traditional tech hubs. He also mentions public-private partnership efforts to bring skills training programs to places like rural Kentucky. 
So over the last year, we have seen a lot of growth in businesses wanting to partner with boot camps, either to provide scholarships to help diversify the tech sector or to upskill the existing employees. Imogen, what's the latest partnership for Facebook? Yeah, so in its latest collaborations with coding boot camps, Facebook is partnering with Hacktivate in Indonesia to offer 15 scholarships for students to take the 12-week immersive coding boot camp. Facebook also runs JavaScript development courses in Indonesia through its Developer Circles community, and it's offering 2,500 scholarships for students to take the course for free. Facebook's Director of Developer Partnerships says that Facebook has seen a gap between academia and the tech industry in Indonesia and plans to also work with universities and the local government to boost the quality of local developers. It's always interesting to see where Facebook is investing effort. And according to Bloomberg, American companies are starting to invest more in worker training amid a type job market. A couple things are contributing to this. First, there's near record low unemployment rates. Um, That's one big reason that companies are kind of recommitting to training instead of trying to hire new employees. And secondly, when job requirements are changing so quickly, like for example, you needed Angular developers yesterday and you need Angular 2 developers today, you've got to keep up with that change. They also dive into who should be doing the training, which I thought was the most interesting part of this. They kind of weigh this between employers or schools. And when they think about schools, Bloomberg talks about the shortcomings of community colleges. Um, They also kind of throw the burden on government as one option. But I was surprised that they never touched on coding boot camps here. Uh, Bloomberg talked to Jake Schwartz, the CEO of General Assembly, about why it's important for companies to focus on employee upskilling. But I wish they had looked into our latest market sizing report. If they had, they would have seen that coding boot camps trained about 16,000 students in 2018 via corporate training partnerships. Um, And that seems like a pretty viable option to me. So uh, interesting piece, interesting trend. But I think coding boot camps probably have a role in that. Enterprise Times reported that J.P. Morgan is now putting employees through code school to learn and become proficient in Python. The complexity of data analysis carried out by financial analysts means that they have to do more work themselves. Um, They actually can no longer rely on just spreadsheets helping them form business decisions or being able to rely on business analysts or data scientists. Instead, financial analysts need to be able to manipulate data to find the edge required to make money. So this Enterprise Times piece also talks about how this shift in coding training for large enterprises is going to become more common in these spaces, especially for the financial sector. Okay, it is great to read about the companies that are working directly with coding boot camps, but let's move on to reports about the sorts of jobs that students are getting after their boot camp. DICE looks at how employers are tweaking their requirements to attract more candidates, including accepting boot camp grads. So Dr. John Sullivan, who is a well-known recruiting guru from Silicon Valley and a professor of management at San Francisco State, stated, Given the difficulty of getting candidates to interview, employers are having to take a long-term view of the recruiting process. Some companies are even offering incentives just to get an opportunity to speak to talented technology professionals. This article looks at how companies are incentivizing prospective tech employees with various um, perks like wine and dining, paid interviews, accelerated decisions, relaxed interview environments, and upfront money. 
that's really cool to hear how in demand these tech professionals are. And then Momentum Learning, a coding school in Durham, North Carolina, wrote a guest post for WRAL TechWire about how their students are finding their dream jobs after boot camp. They profiled graduate Molly Brown, who worked at a science museum before going to coding boot camp and is now a software developer at Spreedly, a cloud-based payments infrastructure company. Another graduate, Parker Prayer, worked in a tech startup doing sales and marketing before applying to the Iron Yard in Durham. But after that closed down, he attended Momentum and is now a software developer at AdWorks, a digital advertising company for real estate and local businesses. So congrats to those students. And this is a fun one. Hackbright Academy has a new podcast. And in the first episode, Tori from their team interviews Kathleen Hart, the founder of Be Brave, Get Paid, which is a step-by-step salary negotiation bootcamp for women. I listened to this first episode. It's really nice. Of course, it's geared towards women, but I think this episode would actually be helpful to anyone who's trying to determine their own bottom line after a coding bootcamp, what they should be asking for, and how to kind of navigate the salary negotiations after a, after a code school. That's awesome. I want to have a listen to that at some point. And next up, we're going to chat about some updates about how boot camps are going and hear about some new boot camps that are just launching. But first, we unfortunately have a couple of negative news stories. Lauren, tell us about the boot camp, which is sadly closing. Origin Code Academy, which is, well, which was a 12-week boot camp in one of San Diego, California's few coding schools, will close its doors on November 16th this year. After three years of operating, so Origin Code Academy was recently licensed by the California Bureau of Private Postsecondary Education, the BPPE. But CEO Jeff Wrinkler noted that the process was lengthy and a confusing process, and that required the school to shut down for a time. Eventually, they were not able to operate according to California's guidelines. Um, you can check out the full details in Exconomy or San Diego Union Tribune. Jeff Winkler, the CEO, also does state that he hopes to relaunch a new coding school in a new state. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned. We will stay tuned. And in related news, Waz U is getting a bunch of press, but not good press. So uh, y'all might have seen some of these articles. CBS News started reporting earlier in the month that students are raising concerns about the quality of the curriculum and materials at Waz U and about the pressuring sales tactics to get people enrolled. Business Insider and Tech Republic also picked up on this and reported on it. Remember, last fall, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak launched this coding boot camp called WozU. It's $13,000, so it's not like a free online boot camp. And it started as a plan for to open 30 in-person schools, but now it seems to be largely online. The president of WozU, Chris Coleman, who used to run coder camps, um, but they've now merged, acknowledged errors in the course content and said that they've implemented a quality control system to catch them in the future. He also said that Steve Wozniak does review the curriculum, but Wozniak told Business Insider that he is, quote, not involved in any operations aspects. So we will keep you updated on this, but if there's one thing that we've learned about the bootcamp world, if students are mad, you're probably not going to have future classes or you need to like really change your approach. So hopefully uh, Wazu and their team is taking these complaints seriously. 
And then eLearning Inside reports that Coding Bootcamp App Academy has launched a free online platform for learning to code. The online platform, known as App Academy Open, offers 1,500 hours of educational material, including videos, readings, and projects. However, students will have to enroll in App Academy's 15-week paid immersive course if they want mentorship and career services. Express News reported that San Antonio-based CodeUp is officially launching a data science class in February 2019. Students will spend 18 weeks learning the programming languages Python, they'll learn statistics, and different types of machine learning techniques, as well as SQL. And I read a profile on We Think Code in IOL Business Report, which mentions their plans to expand across Africa with three new campuses by 2024. Currently, they're in South Africa, and it's a two-year program. It's sponsored by employers. And then TechCrunch published an update on Code Academy, an online coding learning platform, and how it aims to compete with coding boot camps. Up until now, many coding boot camps actually suggest their students do some Code Academy free exercises as prep for boot camp. But now Code Academy Pro Intensive hopes to compete with the boot camps with an immersive six to 10 week online course, which has a structured detailed syllabus and gives students unlimited access to a pool of mentors and a moderated Slack group where they can chat with other students. The courses will cost around $199 and require 10 hours a week of work. Metro News, The State, and the West Virginian Gazette announced that a new tuition-free program called NewForce is launching to train students in in in-demand software development skills at Mount West Community and Technical College in Cabell County, Huntington, West Virginia. So the program is a six-month course. It's 40 hours a week, and the NewForce curriculum was developed at Nashville Software School. In the Gazette Mail, the Huntington mayor actually says that he believes that Appalachia is poised to be the next Silicon Valley. Bold claim, but I love it. Um, And in Egypt today, we read about Kodaku, which is Egypt's first blockchain school. They also just got accepted to Y Combinator Startup School, so it'll be interesting to see how they evolve. Lauren just put together a beautiful guide to blockchain boot camps as well. So if this is interesting to you, that is a great place to start. Okay, and then Lauren, what schools did we add to the course report directory in October? Yes, we had a few. So we had B9 Lab, which is online. We had Tectonic Academy, which is in Boulder, Colorado. Code Cool, which is in Budapest, Hungary and Warsaw, Poland. The Den, which is in Silicon Valley. Humine, which is in Paris, France, and then New Force, which is in Huntington, West Virginia. Fantastic. Well, welcome to all of those new schools. And finally, Lauren, what was your favorite piece to work on for the Course Report blog in October? I really enjoyed catching up with four bootcamp alumni three years after they graduated from bootcamp. So I spoke with Francis. She went to Full Stack Academy. I spoke with Pedro, who went to General Assembly, Alan, who went to Hack Reactor, and Jennifer, who went to Flatiron School. And all of them have really cool cool stories and really actually cool jobs now. So it's really interesting to see how coding boot camps help them achieve their goals. And so if you want to see what it's like in a boot camper's career a few years after boot camp, definitely check out that that write-up. 
Yeah, Lauren, that was such a neat piece. I love reading about the kind of progression of people's careers. Well, last month, Imogen and I went to a demo day at Flatiron School's Access Labs in Brooklyn, and we took our camera. We talked to a couple of graduates about their final projects, Ava and Sage, and Imogen did a great job editing that piece afterwards. It's like you are there with us at the demo day, um, and it's on the blog now. It's cool to see what those students could actually build right after they graduated from Access Labs. And um, maybe we'll catch up with them in another three years and they'll be... Leading teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, I really loved working on that Flatiron video. Sage and Eva were so awesome. And they both had really great jobs lined up, which was super cool. Um, So yeah, check that out on YouTube, along with all our other YouTube videos where we chat to lots of other students and instructors from various coding boot camps, data science boot camps, things like that. And then another piece I enjoyed working on this month was an interview with the Director of Software Engineering at Progressive Leasing, Christy Azzarella, who hired a graduate from Salt Lake City boot camp, Dev Mountain. She told us how the woman she hired had a varied background in graphic design and QA, which has made her a great addition to the software engineering team, and she hopes to hire more boot camp grads in the future. Also really great to talk to a woman Director of Software Engineering who hired a woman boot camp grad. Loved that one. Okay. Well, thank y'all for tuning in. As always, we love feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher now, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. And we will see you in November. Bye. Bye.